Welcome to Coach's Corner. Gio is a lifestyle modification specialist with over 20 years of experience. His vision with Coach's Corner is to share and trade health and fitness ideas and philosophies with other trainers and coaches, while simultaneously educating fitness enthusiasts that just don't have the resources to hire a personal trainer, creating a win-win scenario for everyone that is listening. What's up, FitFam? This is Giovanni of Geo's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this episode meets you in good health and fitness, and if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Today is the first time we're going to do a show called Coach's Corner. This is where coaches like myself and my guests talk about training, talk about the difficulties clients experience, um, hopefully making each other better. And then for people that don't have the resources to hire a trainer, maybe they can pick up on some tips that will help them change their lives. Because that's what we're about here on Fitness Junkies, changing lives. So um, what inspired this was a client of mine, uh, or actually this morning, it was a potential client of mine. And um, each time I sit in front of somebody, if they have the resources and they're looking for training, um, I'm going to get them to hire me because A, I'm good, and B, I trigger them to encourage them to make the step, to make the decision. Because really what that first step is, is making the decision. Um, and, and that sometimes is a problem. A lot of trainers are great trainers, but they don't know how to sell training. Um, and that's the first part that they're doing wrong. They're selling. You need to, to, to be sharing. Um, one of my logos, I don't know if you can see this, George. Can you see this, George? Can you get a closer look on that? Well, you can't actually see it, but it says, Geo's Logic, sharing the gift of health. In the, let's call it a 30 to an hour uh, consultation, free consultation, um, there's no reason why you shouldn't give all you can give to that person. Share all your knowledge, all your passion, um, lay it out on the table. They're not going to steal your thunder or your ideas or you're going to give them too much that they can do it on their own because obviously very few people can do it on their own. Um, on this cover of my book that I bring into my consultations, it says, you too can transform your body and health and outlook. And I believe that. Um, some of the, the, the questionnaire I give them, and, you know, this was this morning at 7.30, and I, you know, joke around. I said, you know, you, you weren't planning on getting a test this morning, but it's a 15-question test, multiple choice, so it's easy. And a couple of questions I want to um, uh, highlight, and I recommend every trainer figure out 10 to 15 questions that you know will trigger someone to remember why they are sitting in front of you. It's usually associated, especially if they're in a wanting to change their body composition, which is in everyone's head is lose weight. Um, uh, there is some pain associated with it, or it's some thing that they keep doing over and over that they can't seem to break out of. So one of the questions in the section I call goals is, 
How long have you been contemplating getting some help or jumpstarting your workouts? And the options are A, days, B, weeks, um, C, months, D is it comes and goes, and E is none of the above. This person this morning said C, months. So that immediately triggers back to them going, oh, I've been thinking about this for months. Uh, you know, like, and most people do that. The other section on my 15 question form that I want to highlight, it's called, this title of that section is called track record. The question says, with almost everybody, the journey to reaching their fitness goals comes with starts and stops. And sometimes goal achievement followed by slipping, falling off and having to start again. How does this describe your efforts? The number A is, that's me in a nutshell. B is, never really reach my fitness goals. C, I reach my goals and have sustained them, which they probably won't circle because that's, they, why would they be sitting in front of you unless they were trying to compete or something like that? And then D is, I never really had fitness goals. And if you notice how I structured that question, I'm really making a statement about the typical journey of a fitness person or a person um, that is just living life and trying to either lose weight and they gain it back. So, I mean, I'm making a statement and then the answers, even the answers are going to trigger most people to go, oh, that's me. I got, I got to stop that. So again, I don't have to sell anything. They're basically reading it and answering the questions and they're bringing themselves to this conclusion. The last question I want to um, highlight on this um, uh, 15 question form is in the section called your current lifestyle. I really strongly focus on lifestyle change. I'm a lifestyle modification coach. I'm not a trainer. A monkey could train someone. It's, it, that's, not, that's the easy part. It's helping them change their lifestyle. So the question is, my personal and this is the question to them. My personal and social relationships have been developed around eating and drinking things that aren't really healthy, but dot, dot, dot. Uh, answer A is, um, what else is there to do? Answer B is, I can't say no to my significant other. C is, my friends always pressure me to go out and eat and drink. D is because I, I buy it for my family, so it's always around. And E, I'm starting to realize who and what triggers me. Again, I'm telling them that I know that in their lifestyle, this is happening. In their social relationships, I'm not asking, I'm telling them. And then they're going to tell me how that applies to their life specifically. This person circled too. Um, they said, I can't say no to my significant other. And they circled D, which is because I buy it for my family. So it's always around. Now, my guest today, Sean, is also a personal trainer. Um, that, those last two answers, I'm sure you've heard before. Um, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Great, great. So um, before we get into your philosophies and, and how I'm sure a lot of this is ringing true to you and you probably do something similar, um, what is your story? What, how did you get into helping people change their lives? 
Well, historically, I've always been into sports. As a youngster growing up, uh, playing a variety of different sports. And um, as I got through high school and college, uh, once I kind of got injured a bit, that really kind of signaled me to kind of change course. And I adopted the fitness lifestyle because it was an easy transition and extension of the courts and, and playing field. So uh, once I couldn't play sports as much anymore, participate, uh, you know, transitioning to the fitness realm and helping folks was a natural and easy transition for me. Got it. Got it. And um, what sports? Football, basketball, and baseball. So essentially a three-sport athlete. Nice, nice. Um, dreams of professional sports? Or yeah, I think, I think most sports, most athletes growing up all, always had dreams of playing pro ball. Yes. You know? So, yes. um, you know, when that doesn't happen, then you just, you know, you make the transition uh, to something else. Right, right, right. So, um, so uh, and then... You saw one of my podcasts or a, a clip? Um, yes. Actually, I did. I saw a podcast with you and Clark, who I met at the Fitness Expo in L.A. a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, so it was pretty cool. He was with um, uh, the Mobility Wall, which is a really great product. Uh, it's a self-manufacturer release product that you put in the door frame. Um, and he was there really kind of helping me through it. I actually have a reel on my Instagram where he's actually walking me through some of the movements on the mobility wall so that's how i met clark oh, cool. uh, and then i saw him on your podcast and yeah. I was like, oh i was like i know that guy so that's clark <laughs> uh yeah so it was really yeah. cool he's, he's a great dude yeah he is um yeah. and it's funny um we're the same age me and clark 58 wow and, yeah and uh um i remember seeing that dude on magazine covers when i was in my 20s man i was like this dude, and he's the same yeah. that, like he said, yeah. um, he looks better now than he did before. And I don't know yeah. about that. It's pretty close to the same, but there's no doubt that you can do that in your 50s, 60s. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, we probably both teach that don't wait until you're 50 to start. Agreed. Because <laughs> it's harder. But uh, yes. yeah, you can, there's no reason you don't, uh, need to look old just because you're old. Not that I think I'm old, but you know what I mean? Right. No, I agree with that hundred percent. And and to be honest, I think just a lot of people and the people that we typically work with don't really fully understand that. Yeah. Um, they just, they have this skewed view of what fitness is. And a lot of them believe that once you hit a certain age that you really can't do anything about it. And yes. that's where we come in to teach them and inspire them that that is not actually the case. There is a lot that they can do and can control. So yes. um, yeah, good, good point, bringing that up. So um, yeah, so my uh, intake form or, or uh, consultation form and that question about how people's personal lives a lot of times their significant other is their most biggest sabotager um, yep. their family environment um, because they have young kids and it's kind of hard to put your children on the same diet you're on so many mothers or fathers have to have a meal for the family and then a meal for themselves <laughs> and I I told this person this morning that that's what you got to do it's, it, unless you have the ultimate say-so at your dinner table, which in this case it was a woman, she doesn't, you have to cook a family meal and 
prep your meal and do your meal separately. Yeah, that can be a really difficult situation. And I've kind of run into that as well. And um, what I do or have done is I say, hey, invite invite your family members in. I'd love to talk to them, too. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's sometimes that's actually worked because a lot of it is a lack of understanding and education about why, uh, you know, their wife or significant other is eating or living that way. And I think once they know and they know the benefits of, of why it's important to do that, I think that they'll be more on board. Now, I'm not saying you're, go you're going to, you know, convert everyone, but, uh, you know, more times than not, I've been able to get the other one to understand why it's important that, you know, their significant other is engaged in this new lifestyle. And oftentimes what you find is that they jump on board. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, that's funny. You said that. Um, I, I've been to in, I go to into their home. So sometimes like I go to their home and talk to the whole family and that's perfect. Explain to them how everyone in the family is, is going to have to support the person that's yeah. really trying to step out into a healthy lifestyle because their weakness in, you know, making, I would say, uh, less ideal decisions is going to affect the person that's the weakest and trying to change their body composition or life. Um, so it's like your, how your body turns out is, is really affected by the closest people in your circle. Very true. Yeah. Very true. I agree with that. And, you know, in some cases, uh, you know, it's just, how do I say this? So maybe a lack of security uh, on, you know, on the uh, part of the significant significant other that doesn't necessarily want to, uh, you know, see their significant other get in shape, you know, for fear, right? Fear, of potentially fear of losing them. And this is real talk here. Like this, I've seen 100%. this. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, you, you, you have that part of it as well. And um, this is why, you know, if they, if they were to just get on board uh, also, um, it would alleviate some of those insecurities and feelings as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also uh, believe that um, there's a mentality behind this, uh, the, the buzzwords of fitness lifestyle or they think that it's they're signing up for a, a prison sentence. And I, <laughs> I, I, I try and tell them that this is not a life sentence. This is a lifestyle choice. And you have to think about it as I'm going to change this lifestyle. And I'm not thinking as it's going to be I lose 20 pounds and I've reached my goal and I'm done because that's how you fall into that losing weight and gaining it yeah. back and that whole cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a destructive cycle and we, and we see it often, you know, so you have to make them understand that once you attain what it is you're after, um, you know, there is a maintenance phase. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and, and the benefits of that are, are numerous. Um, Let's talk about, you know, not only the aesthetics and what you look like, but what about the health benefits and, you know, the biomarkers of good health when you go to your doctor. So yes. um, all of those things are super, super important. And especially as we get older in age. Right. Right. So. Yeah. So what do you do? So the, those, you know, our our business, this, this training coaching business is so tough because there's so much failure. 
even yeah. if you get the best success story and they transform their life, when they leave you, which they do, you know, clients are on road, on ramps and off ramps. Once they leave you, there's a strong chance that they're going to gain that weight back because they don't have that accountability. Um, the other thing is, if they are young, when I say young, I mean in their 20s and 30s, it's so hard to make them understand that what you do now is going to affect your body and your health in your 40s, 50s, 60s. What, Absolutely. Do you have any things that you do? Yeah, so what I'm, what I'm noticing now today more than ever is, um, for me at least, I feel coaching is moving more towards, uh, you know, behavior change and, and helping them implement behaviors because once they implement those behaviors, um, I feel like that that's a lot more sustainable. So to your point, you know, when people are not with you or in your care anymore, they kind of fall off the rail. Um, if they adopt these behaviors and they become part of what they do, uh, they're less likely to because those behaviors they own now, those yes. health, those healthy behaviors that you teach them. So, yes, I, uh, I believe that the changing your body composition and sustaining it is not a physical game. It's a mental game. Absolutely. And, and if you don't learn the mental, no matter what you do, is is it's going to fail because mentally you're soft or you're you're not developed so it's you know a good trainer should develop the skills obviously the the behaviors mm -hmm. like you said but they also have to develop the mindset the mental aspect of changing your body and and the the mental games that you have to put th yourself through to keep looking for different things, to keep inspiring yourself, like watching fitness junkies. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, so what are some of the things that you teach or, or the, the mental side of it in your practice? Uh, well, for one, a lot of the mental stuff is actually a lot of the behavior stuff. So um, I'll give an example. Um, I like to typically focus on a lot of clients who are looking to lose weight or lose fat, as I like to call it. Like I have, I almost have like kind of this issue with losing weight that it really is disguised as losing fat, to be honest. Right. right. Um, because I think that, uh, that's what most people want to do, but you know, nonetheless, that word in, in our industry is kind of a mainstay and a buzzword, so to speak, mm -hmm. but essentially it's losing fat. Um, I talk about eating until they're you know, satisfied, 80% full and not stuffed. Mm -hmm. um, especially for clients that are not going to be skilled enough to track their macros mm -hmm. or even to use what I teach also is hand portioning. Um, you know, because mm -hmm. let's face it, if you're going to work on weight loss or trying to lose weight, you have to have a way to quantify your intake. Mm. It just it just has to happen some way. And, and what I find is that a lot of clients um, typically, you know, have different skill sets where one or more of those methods are suited for them. And for a lot of them, they really are not capable of tracking macros because it's meticulous. It really is. Uh, weighing your food out, you know, all the time, that's very meticulous. And most of the clients that I've worked with, uh, it's just not going to do that. Um, you know, I may think it works great, but if they can't do it consistently and consistently well, then it's a moot point. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so in that case, this is why I talk about eating till 80% full. 
Um, and it, you know, and also eating slowly and mindfully, because when you do that, it allows the brain to kick in and to give you fullness cues to let mm. you know when you're feeling full mm. as well. So um, just little, little changes like that and little behavior changes that they can implement really quickly yes. and do um, has been, has definitely helped them out a bit for sure. No doubt about it. So, right. um, you know, I use like those tactics with them. Um, and I think that those have really been helpful as well as drinking, you know, uh, some water before you consume a full meal. Um, yeah. A lot of those things have, have definitely worked for me. Right. And right. Some of my clients. So, right. Um, what's your theory on, uh, losing weight, um, and building muscle at the same time do you there's a lot of controversy around that yeah. some people say you can't yeah. do it. i believe you can i believe you can and i and i think that everyone is truly different um interestingly enough and i just kind of had this conversation with someone about this you know how you know i've had a lot of female clients that say you know i don't want to build muscle i don't want to get big i just want to <laughs> tone i just want to tone and i'm sure you've heard this as well right a zillion times. And, and yeah and i tell them i say well you know toning up or getting firmer you are in fact building muscle um i know building muscle sounds very um you know uh you know scary um it sounds like you know they're they're growing and getting bigger and that's not that's just not always the case um so uh, yeah, I've had that conversation numerous times with a lot of clients. Uh, I, I tell my clients is if you get bulky, it's because you're eating like an asshole. <laughs> it's not because what we're doing in the gym, you don't have enough correct. female clients specifically, you don't have enough testosterone to get bulky. If, if you're getting yeah. bulky, it's the donuts you're eating, not, not the workouts. I also tell them that this it's it's like it's almost an excuse. It's like I, I want to convince myself that this lifting heavy shit idea that you're trying to sell me is going to get me bulky because I really don't want to do that hard work. Um, right. <laughs> and it, it's like um, if you stop at any time for two weeks, you will be back to the same soft look. Trust me. It, yeah. In less than two weeks. Three days you can eat yourself out of looking ripped. Correct. Very true. Um, and I've mentioned that to my clients as well. I mean, it's <laughs> something once you get once you adopt a lifestyle and you're on a plan, it's something you have to you know stay on consistently. Now there are there are times when you know the plan changes a bit and you can kind of taper down some of the volume. You yeah. know because we can't go. Uh, intense all the time as you know there's yeah. there's an inverse relationship between volume and intensity and you know duration of time in which we can sus sustain it so i do let them know when talking to them about training that you know we're going to go through phases those phases will change and, and vary in intensity and volume uh, and additionally and this is a good segue into something you mentioned earlier about selling personal training i use that to actually sell longer term packages. When we talk about periodization and changing phases, varying intensity and volume, mm. just kind of laying it out on an annual plan or a six month plan at least for them to see what each month is gonna look like. So they, it kind of sets the expectation in their head, okay, I'm gonna be with this, this uh, fitness professional for a while. Here's right. what we're working towards. I right. think they need to see that also. So talking about actually, you know, selling training over an extended period of time, I think it's, it's an effective way to do that as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it you know when you do that, you're 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 painting a picture in their mind that yes. you know 
this is not a 30-day plan. This is it's a six-month to a year plan. Um, you really don't get any change significantly for at least 90 days. You'll, you'll get that first, oh, my God, I lost 10 pounds probably in the first two weeks, and then it's going to mm -hmm. slow down. It's like you're taking them through this journey, and they haven't even started the journey, but you know the story you can tell in that initial consultation will get them really excited and you know that's that's how you help people help themselves right and the other thing i think that some of us have to compete with this fitness coaches also you know there's a, there's this instant gratification culture where i mean we're looking at these you know these short short challenges um and you know i i really do think that a lot of folks are not educated enough and it's not their fault they're not educated enough to understand that a 28-day challenge is just not going to be enough for a lot of people to get in tip-top condition right. it takes a lot more time than that and there's a lot a lot of moving pieces to that program so um it's just having to uh you know kind of get them out of that that mode of thinking that you know um you know these challenges sometimes are going to uh, be the end-all be-all. I'm not saying that they're not good. They're great to kind of get shit involved and hooked in the lifestyle, but right. there's a lot more to it after that's over. Right, right. So um, a lot of trainers have different philosophies and kind of grade different aspects of health and wellness in, in different ways. You know, we don't need to really talk about how important uh, the actually lifting weights or resistance training and nutrition is but some of the other ones that i bring into my training uh coaching is uh sleep um oh yes community um uh those talk about those two in in your practice well sleep is the number one recovery tool and metabolic tool so what i tell a lot of folks uh, if you want to lose weight or you want to lose fat, uh, you got to come up with a sleep ritual if you don't have one already. Um, and we got to get enough sleep because when we get enough sleep, our biological systems are set up optimally to do what they were designed to do. Um, and also, a lack of sleep, let's face it, is a form of stress. <laughs> it is. Yes. And any forms of stress will release a nasty hormone called cortisol, which I'm sure we You've heard of that one before. And what cortisol actually does, it works in opposition of the body's fat burning hormone called leptin. So high cortisol secretion suppresses leptin, the fat burning hormone. So lack of sleep can really sabotage weight loss or fat loss. So I definitely really focus on sleep with them. And the community part that you mentioned, uh, that's really kind of their tribe, like in their circle. So we talked about, uh, you know, maybe significant others. That's definitely part of their community. Their coach is part of their community and other members in their circle that may be after the same goal. Um, so I think that that's all an important part of community and they should try to surround themselves with as many folks in, in that circle as possible um, to really kind of help them along their journey. Yeah. Um, there's some things in your life that you can't eliminate. I, I kind of 100%. tell people that they need to prune their life, getting those people that are toxic or sabotaging yeah. out of their life or at least out of their day to day. But yeah. sometimes that person can be your significant other. So 
it's 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 tough to you. man you hit it right on the nose yes it can be and that is really really difficult and some folks freeze when it is their significant other it's yeah. it's not as easy to just kind of remove them yeah uh, there's this there's this codependency you know every everyone everyone or every union has a different level of that codependency so um it's really hard just to you know kind of toss that person to the side right. and not significantly uh you know change your circumstance right, right. so that's a whole another story that's a whole nother story right but very common sure. very common a hundred percent i've seen it so many times yeah yeah, yeah. it's real <laughs> um so tell the people um how to get in touch with you the different types of programs that you offer um and uh yeah Right, so you can get in touch with me on my Instagram at official Sean Ruff, which uh, you see on the screen there, and that's also my website officialseanruff.com. Uh, those are the best places to get in touch with me to inquire about training or you know what types of programs I offer. But to give a little bit more about what I offer, I do nutrition and training coaching. So um, that's what I do in a nutshell. Online and in person. On- online, online. Okay. okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, uh, anything coming up for you in the near future? Are you, do you ever intend or have you done a show or anything like that? Uh, I have three years ago. So I did a master show three years ago. Uh, this is when I lived in Southern California. Um, it was in Hollywood. Um, it was a lot of fun and I did it as, uh, you know, just for fun, just to kind of get my feet wet to see, uh, what it would feel like to be on stage uh, in show shape. Um, it, it went pretty well. Uh, I was lucky enough to place first in the novice and the nice. master's class. Nice. Um, I haven't tried to do another one uh, as of yet. And to be quite honest, I'm not sure if I necessarily will. Um, I still do essentially live the lifestyle where I try to eat a certain way so that I can stay lean um, and look a certain way, number one, but two, uh, more importantly, as I get older, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier about those, uh, you know, biomarkers, you always want those things uh, to be in place so that when you go to the doctor, uh, you know, you hear what you want to hear. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. So that, that's that's super important. And a lot of folks don't really, um, you know, think about that, especially when you're younger, you know, yep. you just we're focused on the aesthetic. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you train for health, also a nice little side effect is that the aesthetic stuff sometimes just ends up happening organically anyway. I, I preach that <laughs> all the time. Right, right. <laughs> the side <So>. effects. <laughs> yeah. Love it, love it. Well, yeah. man, I really appreciate you hopping on so quick here. Um, this being me. our first episode of Coach's Corner. Um, yep. You were great. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you on IG. And maybe when you're in Vegas, we'll have you in the studio. I would love that. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. All right. Have a great day. All right, you too. Take care, folks. Yes. All right. All right, right, FitFam. This is Giovanni of Geo's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies, and the person that could help you change your body composition and outlook. Until next time, I'm out. That was 